You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Final hour, Big Show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio at the bottom of the hour. It covers the Oilers um, for Sportsnet and apparently makes a lot of coaches cry. Mark Spector uh, will join us. Spec! Yeah, <laughs> look at you in the media. <laughs> yeah, I know. Lingo, I got my, I brought my pass this morning, and, went, I, and I'm just speaking the, the, you know, the lingo now. You know what that was, the way you said that? What? Because we still don't have the light fixed on his mic. <laughs> he was... He was foreign. He was seeing if his mic was on. He was like, I'm yeah. going to say one word, yeah. see if it can contribute to the, and see if we're, yep. spec. Yep, <laughs> yeah, we're good. Yeah. There was a question mark. There we go. Um, yep. Nice. Well, we are live in Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Um, but right now, uh, he is our Big Show Flames analyst, Calgary sporting legend, Brent Cron, the Chronolist, brought to you by All Kind Door Services Limited. Your one-stop shop when it comes to fixing doors at your building, your office, or your home. Anything that swings, slides, or rolls. Call All Kind Door Services for all your door repair needs. Uh, Flames with a 2-1 victory last night in Montreal. And I said um, on the show, uh, Croner, this morning, to me that was Markstrom's best performance maybe since that game in Minnesota last year against the uh, Wild where he was just unconscious. He was dialed. You could see it from the start of the game. He was just, it's like he had nothing to prove, you know, Friday, they start Vladar. Saturday, it's Wolf. They give him some time to rest. And he goes out there and plays lights out and steals him a hockey game last night. Like, he was phenomenal. That, you know, that, that I think it was in the, was it the second period or the first first period, I think, right closer to the end of the period where it was a cross-ice pass, almost a two-on-one. I think Caulfield kind of got it in a skate. Yeah. And, yep. and then he shot it. Like, you have no idea how difficult that save is because it's not a crisp play. It's a broken play. And you see how many times broken plays go in because it's what's it's happening. And, and he was able to adjust and then kick his leg out to make that save when he pushed laterally with so much force. And, and I, once I, I was like, oh, my God. I mean, maybe it was the shot off the head, too, the first five minutes into the period, too, that probably, I mean, he was dialed from the start. You know what? I, I thought about that last night, and I wanted to ask you this this morning. When you get hit off the bean that early in a game, hmm. like, does it really affect you no. that much? Does it matter? Remember Hashik with his stupid Cooper helmet <laughs> used yeah. to deflect pucks with his bean all the time. But getting hit in the head, that's fine in an NHL oh, yeah. game? You're, in, in doesn't game, bother? In a game, it doesn't matter at all. In okay. practice, it'll piss you off. Okay. Right? <laughs> you know, if, if you get just one right off the warm-up, it'll yeah. drive you insane. I think I remember when I was playing for the Hitman watching the Flames and Mike Vernon was still on the team at that time. And Hall of Famer oh, Mike Vernon. Hall of Famer Mike Vernon. Absolutely. Um, reason why I became a goalie. He was my he was my hero. Um, he looked just like him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same pretty much. body type. Yeah, yeah. Same yeah. career. Same career. If same style. net Right. Yeah. Um, but Oleg Saprikin snapped it right off his face, like two shots in, just buried him, and you could just see Mike just calmly just skated off the ice for more. That's that was enough. that's that's enough for me. Yeah. Right? I'm out of here. Especially the cage he used to wear. Yeah. Like and the old school one. Oh man, um, With the like kind of wider. Yeah, but he switched to like, a one piece yeah, later yeah, down yeah, in yeah, his yeah. career. But I, I remember uh, Johnny Boychuk. I think it was my second year with the Hitman, or th- yeah, second year, and he second or third, and he uh, warm up we were in Cranbrook, slap shot, and it wasn't his fault because the puck hit a rut, and he's got a heavy shot, mm-hmm. and he buried me right off the face and blew two screws out of my mask, <laughs> and, and there was oh, like man. ice. And shavings from the ice in my face, and I just skated off the ice tube. I couldn't see it in my right eye because there was <laughs> snow and, and debris and, yeah. and potential screws in my eye. So I sat down, 
And he came over and apologized after, obviously. And I, I got pulled. And it was the very first, it's the only time I've been pulled in the first period of my life, I think. I got pulled like 12 minutes, and I'm like, I can't deal with the stress right now. It's awful. Hmm. Um, Marstrom, again, fantastic. And I think that's a great point you make about the save on Caulfield because it was a broken play, and he got his pad out. Uh, we were debating about this uh, on the show before he jumped on. The save on Anderson at the end of the game. <sighs> Did Anderson shoot that into his glove, or did he catch it? He caught it. Yeah, see, yeah. I knew he was going to yeah. say that. And the reason why I say he yes, caught it? Yes, yes. You understand why I think this? For sure. Absolutely. Okay. 100%. And when you're on to, stuff just hits you, and then you yeah, make it look yeah. good, and you do the old He rap, gave it a little. The, the old rap. And a you little just, bit yeah, of late, the old, late the old, sizzle. The old, the, old, the, old, the old cobra. Just yep. doing the old windmill. <laughs> um, but the reason why I... I say he stopped that mm-hmm. is because it was another adjustment. He, you could see his head as Monaghan was going behind the net. He thought Monaghan was going to try and wrap it, and then he quickly adjusted. You could see his he he looked right at Anderson. He looked at the puck and he had his glove right out there. Yes, it hit it, but his glove was in the right spot too, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And that was a game saver, obviously. And those, then those are two instances where he adjusted in a, just a, an instant and was there for the save. It was unbelievable. And you, when you make those saves, like. You just get shivers. You know, it's like, you're like, yeah, I'm the man. I'm yep. the man today. Yeah, he even put a little bit of flair on oh, it. Just because he knew. And it was a little late. Yeah, that's why. Oh, that, that's also why I thought, like, maybe sauce. the glove was there. A little sauce. And it just got there. But, yeah. yeah. Like oh, I said yeah. earlier, too. The, yeah. the positioning has to be min to do it. Yeah. The fact they were able to, you know, we don't know what was ailing him, but, you know, maintenance type of day. The fact that they've got Dustin Wolf and they want him to play NHL games. So they'll just call him up and send him down to the Wranglers up and down if they need to. That's got to be a benefit to Jacob Markstrom in the long run. Did you think that was a factor in that Montreal game? Just having a few days off and being able to go to Vladar and go to Wolf and, and not be worried about a lapse in between so you can really ride him when you need to. Markstrom has, I mean, he's been, he's had small injuries throughout his career, yeah. right? Little nagging stuff, not not chronic, not same spot, but throughout the season, he kind of ebbs and flows with little little injuries. and. Mm-hmm. The Flames have needed him in net every night. They have, and they haven't been able to afford him those breaks, even if it's just little maintenance breaks, mm-hmm. right? I think this was a good indication where something was bugging him. He was able to take the weekend. He could relax. He could he could not stress out about having to be in net because I still, like, I like Vladar. I don't fully trust him. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. Yep. And, and, and. Why? Because he just looks shaky to me almost every night. He has to get going in a game, right? Like that Buffalo game, the first game of the season. Yeah. I know it's the first game of the season. Yeah, he was shaky. He, he has to settle game. in. He was shaky, right? The game against Seattle, he was good. But I, he, when you give him a chance to get a body, like a, a body of work where he can play, we haven't seen it very much in Calgary. He's he's a he's a he's a backup. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, I I don't want to cut you off, but is he like the the. You know when they say goalie's got to feel the puck to get into the game? Yeah. Is he like the pro? If you want to look at a guy who needs to quote feel the puck, it's Dan Vladar. It for me it is. Because okay. when I and that's just me watching him. That that's all I base it on. I when, feel I, the same. when I watch it, he needs to make a couple early saves to get himself in the game. If they score early, or they can score in a hurry too. Like you look at the Leafs game. I think he only had fourteen shots early on Friday. Mm-hmm. And I mean, albeit those were some deadly scoring chances too. Like they let him walk down the pipe, but I'd like to see him make one of those. And it was nice to, for the Flames to come back and and whatnot. But and you got Wolf that goes in, and he's a completely different goaltender. Even though they didn't get the result, they didn't even get a point. Vladar got a point in Toronto. That team battled back. It was great. Mm-hmm. But Wolf just looks he's he's so calm, mm-hmm. right? And and when you see a goaltender back there and he's calm and he's confident, and even though you lose, you don't worry, you don't panic. I I, I see the team sometimes too because. Vladar is a very energetic goaltender too. He's big. He's kind of wild, um, gangly. He, he, you know, I was going to use that word, gangly. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
And so your team can feel your stress a little bit. And, and, and Markstrom's a very energetic goaltender. So when Markstrom watches Wolf, I think he can relax a bit too because it's like this kid's going to be good. He knows he's coming for the job. He's, and so he comes in plays. They lose 4-1 to Ottawa. Wasn't, wasn't Wolf's fault. But he was able to go into that Montreal game, A, rested, B, fired up. Like, hey, you're not taking my job, kiddo. So, <laughs> like, let's go, right? And that's exactly what he did. He had 35 shots last night. He, he was the reason why he was scoreless after the, the first period. And he makes that 10-bell game-saving save at the end to keep them at two points. It was awesome. Uh, he is our big show Flames <laughs> analyst, Brent Cron, Calgary sporting legend, joining us here in studio, courtesy of our friends at All Kind Door Services, big show, Russick and Rose, 960, the fan. Can you quickly explain to me what 10-bell means? <laughs> it's such a stupid saying. <laughs> like, I don't get it. I like, know. everybody keeps saying, 10-beller. It's a 10-beller. You know we should actually have to Google that, because, you know, I heard that throughout my whole career on the yeah. radio when I'd listen. It's like, Cron with another 10-beller I heard it last saying, night. Right? Like, Derek said it. Markstrom with a 10-beller. <laughs> What's a 10-beller? Well, in professional wrestling, a 10-bell salute is given to honor a wrestler who has died. No, we don't oh, yeah. want that. No. Especially when the we wrestler is a Rose current <laughs> member of the promotion or a distinguished former Former member of the promotion, so that's why. I don't know. Ten bells is better than one. I don't know. It's like a one bell save. Five it bell sucks. save. I don't know. You could do a hundred bell save. Then I yeah, guess I right. Know. I mean, infinity it's bell save. It's gotta mean something. Patrick is frantically googling it right <laughs> yeah, now because I don't know what is ten bell. Right. Mean? I'm not the authority mm. on a ten bell save. Um, we talked about this earlier before you jumped in. I know it's not a sexy topic, um, but Flames PK is fourth best in the NHL. It is. I think we got to give it a little more flowers than we have. Absolutely. That. Penalty kill is, is hard work. It's it's hard work by everybody on the ice, and, you, and your goaltender has to be your best penalty killer. And Markstrom has been great this year, right? And is there a more cliche in hockey than your goaltender needs to be your best penalty killer? <laughs> oh, oh, I can come up with probably five <laughs> yeah. off the cuff right you know now. What? But, but, yeah. but he does, though. It doesn't matter when you're playing at a deficit in your own end and the guys can snap the puck around. They're going to get some shots, or at least you'd, you'd hope they'd get shots. Mm-hmm. That's why you have your goalie. Mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer, being a part of the union, Right. Goal, yeah. Are you still a part Car- of the union? No, no, I, got, member, eh? I got kicked out a long time ago, okay. but uh, I'm lo- I'm loitering outside the the building. Were you scabbed? Yeah. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> You're trying to break the union. You what know the, uh, the the credentials were not enough ten bell saves. I didn't mm. get in there with the ten. Hey bell guys, I think we should take the deal <laughs> <laughs> and not strike. Yeah, yeah, it's Kramer with the coffee. Deal done. Yeah, done. Man, uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you about was when Jacob Markstrom lost his stick. Mm-hmm. What goes mm. through your mind? Penalty oh, kill, oh, lost your twig. Yeah, because right away you're five holes exposed, so you're going down on every shot, right? Mm. The, the the amount of stones that you have to have to stand up with no stick and make a save <laughs> is is remar- remarkable, right? The guy's unflappable, but uh, you panic mm-hmm. and and you cover low, you cover low, and your teammates know too, and they're always just trying to poke the putt stick back to you. But you're always even if it's close enough in your mind, you're always like, I think I can reach it. I, I, I see it right there in the corner of my eye. I think I can reach it. Can I, can I reach it? Can I reach it? Can oh, I can't reach it. And then, like, and the players, too, are waiting for you to go reach for your stick if it's close. And you, you know, as soon as All you, you just, want is a clear. Yeah, like, you just want to lean one direction. They just snap it over your shoulder. It's, you are, compl- you are a worm at the end of a hook. And, and, and all it is is just a bunch of mm-hmm. pikes swimming around. And you're just like, oh, man. Oh, uh, I feel naked. Right? Yeah. It's almost like you don't have your phone. Like, you forgot your phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really bad feeling. I was thinking they were going to get scored on for sure, oh, for sure when he lost his stick and then Chris Tanev had a chance to clear and didn't. I know. And I was like, you know, this is going to the back of the net. Always, you, you listen to the announcers, that might come back to bite yeah. them in the end. It's like, <laughs> of course it would. They had a chance to yeah, get it out. Of course right. it would. Yeah, yeah, they don't right. have players on the ice. They're one down. And, and as a goaltender, you see that too and you're like, damn it. 
ah! And you try to keep it internally. Like, mm. oh, I got this. Don't worry, yeah. guys. That's totally fine. No, this is fine. You guys are doing a great job. Yeah. Do you, I got one more on this. Do you remember when Huberto was kicking the stick away from one of the opposition <laughs> players earlier in the season? I can't remember. Who, but I think the, that's his most impactful play yeah. of the year, honestly. It might be. Yeah. But when yeah. he was doing it by accident, yeah. though, he looked out at the stick and then he did it. Yeah. Made sure that the chin was up the whole way yeah. and just dragged the yeah. feet a little bit. Yeah. How much would that drive you nuts? Oh, it, you know what? It it shouldn't, you know, you should be focused and not worried about that. But mm -hmm. you just want to just walk up and just deck him, right? <laughs> just, you know what? Time, <laughs> skate out and go punch him in the face with your blocker and then <laughs> go back in the net. Like, it's <laughs> such a greasy move. Yeah. I like it. Like, I think yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah, I, I, You're uh, not cheating, you're not trying. I, absolutely, right? Here's the thing. If the stick gets past the blue line, that's essentially the point of no return. Absolutely. You're, I, not, you're not going out to the blue line to get it. I think if it goes past the blue line, it's the referee's obligation to give it back to you. Sure. Yeah, yeah I like you know that. What? Okay, like, let's call what? Gary. Like, not a ref, but a linesman, you know? Yeah. Hey, Liney, over there. Let's go. Get me my stick. Um, Wanted to ask you about this. Um, Last night, when Markstrom's playing as great as he is, uh, that obviously reverberates around the bench. The guys know the guys. 100%. He's playing incredible. Were there times where you were in net, or this happens in the NHL, where I know I'm playing great, can you not take so many chances offensively? <laughs> right, no. Like, I get stop. it. I'm probably going <laughs> to yeah. stop it. Yeah. But stop taking all these insane chances. Because yeah. we've yeah, all done it at every one. level of hockey. Yeah. Man, oh, yeah. goalie's hot tonight. I can cheat a little bit oh, offensively. Sure. You think that happened last night a little bit? Uh, yes, I do. Was the door off between the leg passes? <laughs> well, I think he's going to do that regardless. Okay, all right. <laughs> you know, he's probably a bad example for that. Um, but uh, when you know your goalie's on, you're just like, yeah, I'll uh, I'll pinch here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what? I might do the old salt pizza up the middle, cross ice. You might get benched for it, <laughs> um, but uh, it, absolutely. But it reverberates through the bench. The guys get confident too, yeah. though, right? They which, let, which is great. But when they know you're stopping pucks too, they get out of your way. When they know you're struggling, they jump like it's it's uh, basically people are just running through your line of sight, throwing their body at it if they like you, right? Yeah. If they like you, they want you to do well, and you're, they know if you're not on, they're they're blocking shots from sixty feet away. Hey, man, like I can see that. I'm good. Yeah. Let's get out of my mm -hmm. way. But when you're on. The sticks just disappear. Guys kind of back off a little bit. Go ahead and beat them. And you, and all mm -hmm. your job is is to clear the rebound if there is one. And usually when you're on, there's not a rebound. It's right in the old bread basket. Yeah, cover it up, face off, move it off to the edge, <coughs> rinse and repeat. Yep, take a little bit of water. You know, maybe wink at somebody as they're uh, passing by. Like, <laughs> we've got 47 minutes of this, boys. No <laughs> goals. I'm keeping track. I ain't going nowhere, boys. <laughs> yeah, um, I got you for ten rounds. <laughs> I gave uh, I gave Maddie a, a choose your own adventure. Oh, nice. Uh, earlier, like we were like on a river. I go you're going left or right, mm -hmm. which in the fork. It was like I'm going to ask you the same question. Reading a special goosebumps. Do you want to go positive Calgary Flames talk or do you want to go negative? Positive. Calgary? Okay. Um, I think Nazem Kadri again was a difference maker last night. And I know it's just a little thing, and we obviously read way too much into this thing, but we have to talk and dissect about the team every single morning. I love the fact that when he scored, he went to the bench me and too. celebrated with his teammates. I love that. That's awesome. That says something to For me about sure. him and how he's maybe perceived in the room, potentially. Well, and, and things are clicking for him, too. Like the old spinorama far side shot. Like that's, you know, <laughs> Montembeau sitting on his goal line, not expecting him to shoot it. Still, he shot it. Things are going well. But he wanted to celebrate with his teammates. I, I think that was. It. I loved it because there's a lot of guys. That, pro we're probably reading way too much into for it, for sure. But I liked it. But you notice those little things when things, yep. you know, and and he's an emotional player, and you know when he is not doing well because mm -hmm. there's just a dark cloud over him everywhere he goes, and he's miserable, and he's not even spearing guys. He's just sitting on the bench, <laughs> not saying anything, right? <laughs> but when he's not on even spearing guys, what's, <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> yeah. But I saw that too. I was pretty impressed. I'm like, hey, you know, there's this team's kind of 
had a lot of crap that they've had to go through here for the last, you know, since the end of last season, really. And yeah, and it was nice to see some, hey, big hugs, and they're all grabbing them and face washing them. And I'm like, hey, that's not bad at all. I like that. Connor Zary's got six points in, three, oh, in uh, man. six well, games you, now. You know what? That's so funny. And that you can just tell the pucks following him around, too, when that, I think the first goal in Toronto on Friday night, where it hits wall in the right pass and then him and then it, and then it just it's it's a cross body shot but it hits yeah. wall's toe and then basically the rebound comes back to Zar. like it's what's going on there right, right? in the he's, crease right yeah. in the crease and he just pops it in ah thank you very much but uh this you got possible scoring his first it's been great and then you send coronado down and he could be pouty it could hurt he's doing phenomenal down there too he's, dominated he's, was at the like, game yesterday like, lit it on fire every time he has the puck on his stick yes. in the AHL he is the best player but on the ice that's what you want to see they sent yes. wolf down at the start of the year he didn't pout he played well coronado didn't pout is putting up points yeah. call up connor zeri he's lighting it up ruzichka's ripping around or mm. even that that break, that uh, shootout goal with Sharon Govich. I'm like, holy smokes, man. Yeah. Love it. Like, in my mind, I'm getting so, actually, it's a little bit of momentum behind all these new faces to the club. Yeah. Finally. And 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 that's what we need to see because there's been a, 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 a turnover and a, a, the core group has always been under attack in Calgary for a long period of time. And it's nice to see some new faces that are coming in that are making it exciting. I, I think under attack is strong. Yeah. It's like, Huberto would tell you, I'm not playing well. Yeah. Oh, but I just mean like even with like the the Monahan Gaudreau sure. days. You okay, know, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, you I'm know, just like, saying that the current iteration of the oh, team for sure. Like Huberto would tell you, I'm playing like crap for and sure. I don't know what's going on. I can't even figure it out. And Nobody can figure it out right now. And they're one season in with their car. Six hundred and forty games left as a flame. That's wow. You've been doing the math, eh? Yeah, but it's uh, around there. But it's just nice to see some new guys coming in and rejuvenate and yeah, you know, that that line is that that top line there with Zari. I mean, they're just they're humming along. That's you know, it's probably yeah. one of the big reasons why Kadri's still. And, and, and the biggest thing to me, the games are watchable. Yes. <laughs> like, I just go back. You you want the worst game of the flame season? Go watch that game against the Blues. Holy mother of God, that was awful. <laughs> yeah, it was like, like last night's game to... was entertaining. It had a lot of pace. Mm-hmm. It had some great goaltending. Mm-hmm. It had some physicality in it. It yep. had everything in it. Yep. Like, it was a great game to watch. Yep. Marstrom was fantastic. And the Flames won. Um, we've had this text message a lot of times when you're on. Hey, you know, Brent Cron keeps saying top 10 goalie, top 10 goalie. He says this is top 10 goalie. Where's his list? You have a list today for I us. I do have a list. So now Matty Rose also has a list. Of course he does. Of his top 10 goaltenders currently, according to you guys, in the National Hockey League. Which one of you wants to go first? Let I'll dissect Matt's and then I'll do mine. Okay. Okay, Maddie, you want to go first? I'll go first. All right, uh, hold on. We we got we got some music for oh, you. Oh, oh, okay. And I'm. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. Numero. Ooh. We're going yeah. out for so, a, uh, the, yeah, smoking a cocktail. Listen, listen. We you know I s- don't put out on first dates, right? <laughs> well, I, you're a gentleman. I don't normally do that. <laughs> the old standard line. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. never. No, I don't normally yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, except for you. Um, when, we, when we have a sexy goalie list, we got to yeah, have some I'm sexy like, goalie like, yeah, music. Yeah, I love it. Um, I will uh, play the numbers for you, and then okay. you tell me. So we're gonna go uh, from ten to one. Okay. So, um, are you ready, Manny Rose? I are am. you ready, GVP? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Ten. <laughs> what? <laughs> Ten. Oh, that's awful. That's it. Shut it down. <laughs> Ten. Yeah. Ten. Not, this is done. We're done. We're, We're done. done. Oh, it gets better. 
It gets better. Ten. All right. What do you got? (laughs) I'm going uh, Boston Bruins, young netminder, Jeremy Swayman. Okay. Mm. All right. Mm. Do you want to do a little synopsis, or do you just want to do the the list? No. Okay. Time for synopsis. What time? What time? Spec at? It's eight thirty. We got six. six, We don't have time for. Okay. All right. So okay. So Swayman. Nine. Oh God. I do not like this. Okay. That's good. Uh, Number nine. Also from the Boston Bruins, Alina Solmar. Nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Eight. You're easy to fool. Eight. 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 It's a beep test. Okay, that's, that's enough. Uh, eight. I'm going to go because eight. he hasn't played it all this season. I'm going to go with Andre Veselevsky. Ooh, that hot, that low. Yes. Okay. All right. Seven. Are you doing like right now? Yeah. Seven. Yeah, I just think right that now. there are a lot of goaltenders who are above this player. Seven. And number seven, I'm going to go with UC Soros. The small netminder in Nashville. Okay. Six. <laughs> That's just That's normal. Six. What is that? Six. I'm gonna, six. I'm gonna go with Connor Hellebuck. Mm. Oh. Five. Jacob Markstrom. Five. Jacob Markstrom at five. Wow. Look at Prankron's face. Four. Thatcher Demko. Four. Thatcher Demko. Three. Jake Ottinger. Ooh. Ooh, number two. Two. <laughs> two. Igor Shesterkin. Oh, and the number one goaltender, according to Matty Rose. Ilya Sorokin. The, one. One. <laughs> one. <laughs> one. One. Ilya Sorokin. Really? Ilya Sorokin? Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. Did, did you just do did this you write now? it down? You could just quickly just rattle them all off. Uh, Your top ten. My order's all messed up on my sheet here. Uh, all right, don't worry about Swayman, it. Swayman, Olmark. Where'd I go? Vasilevsky. No, you went. I don't know. <laughs> it's all out of order. Okay, uh, Brent Cron's list. Are you ready, uh, Mr. Cron, for your... Ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this was tough for me. Yeah? Because this, this for me, there's three players of this this number. Yeah, and really, it, three it, players. It, it, yeah, three forwards. Yeah, three goalies. Ten. Um, <laughs> Sergei Bobrovsky. Mm. Oh, come back, Bob. He yeah. was on my honorable men list. I just wanted to put All both right. the Boston Bobrovsky. Guys on. You ready for the next one? Yep. Nine. <laughs> Freddie Anderson. Wow, Whoa. this list is very Whoa. different. Very different. Uh, Freddie. So we got goalie Bob. He's thirty-five years old too. So I, I know that factors, and he doesn't have much longer. Frederick Anderson. Freddie, Freddie okay. Anderson. I Eight. love him. Eight. Eight. John Eight. Gibson. Oh my, oh my goodness. goodness. Really? Yes. Okay. Eight. Still? Oh, yeah. You know we're doing like now, not like five well, years ago, right? Yeah, I know, but that's the thing. I still, he's he's all my, he's my guy all day long. Yeah. I'm, I'm older. He's old a school. cool cat. Hey? Yeah, I like him a he's lot. He's very cool. Okay. Yeah. Thatcher Demko. Oh, okay. You have this written down, right? Oh, yeah. We're going to tweet it out. Yeah, for sure. Frank Cron's top 10 goalie list. Six. You Six. see Saros. Oh, okay. You guys both have Saros around the same. Yeah, he's great. I love yeah. him. Very good goaltender. Very athletic. Yeah, mm-hmm. very, very athletic. much so. Five. Ilya Sorokin. Five. Ooh, Maddie's number one. Yeah. Is Prankron's number five? Yeah, I like that. Four. Shesterkin. Igor. Okay. Four. All right. Three left. Jake three. Ottinger. Three. Jake Ottinger at number three. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Three on both corners. Connor Hellebuck. Connor Hellebuck. Didn't make your list? No, he made my list. He was just low. He was oh, just okay. low. All right. And finally? One. <laughs> One. Vasilevsky. One. Oh, Andre Vasilevsky. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. And it's and it's kind of a, a hodgepodge. One. For my last, like like from seven to, to ten. Mm-hmm. Markstrom is in there a little bit. And the reason I didn't put him there is because I think he's just kind of coming around. I know, I, I'm not doing this on purpose. No, I no, no. really, Listen, really, really like the guy. Who's been the guy who's won multiple cups and has been the linchpin of those Stanley Cup winning teams? Andre Vasilevsky. 100%. The guy who would never lose back-to-back in the playoffs. I know. And then you go, and he's played 400, over 400 games in the NHL. Hellebuck's played over 400, 450. Those guys play, they're their they're team, well, they're, they're the bulk of the, they, they play 60-plus games. Backboard, right? Yeah, right? Right? Pie. And then, Ottinger, Shesterkin, and Sorokin, they've only played about 150 games each so far. It's a good body work. They're consistent. I think they'll be the top three for a long time to come. They're, yep. they're unbelievable. I UC Saros is consistent throughout his whole career. He played behind Pecorine. I think he's still got more to... He, these guys are all kind of late 20s, early 30s too, yep. right? Yep. And then you got Thatcher Demko. I think he's a tremendous talent. I think he's, this year is going to be, obviously, starting off great. He's healthy. They, they kept Thatcher instead of Markstrom because he's got, you know, that's their decision that they made. I think he's got a lot of potential, but he hasn't proven the consistency to me yet. And then I go with the old boys, old guard. I just, I love, I love the John Gibson, how he battles. I know he's a bit older. I think he's, he's only 30 years old though. Well, and he's played on he's a bad team. Been and, and, in the league forever, and he's been on yeah. bad teams. Like the, yeah. Anaheim has been bad for a long. He time. He had like the tail end of Perry and Getzlaff. And I know, and he ha- and he had a bit of a playoff run there too when we split goalies and stuff. Yep. And, and then you got uh, and then you got Freddie Anderson. I think you know what Toronto ruined him. I think pretty much in, in, in terms yeah. of not getting out of they, the first they do round that a lot. But he was phenomenal in Anaheim, and he's quietly consistent in in, in Carolina. And if he could ever, the Great Dane, he's thirty four years old though too, right? So he's you kind love of, those older oh, boys. Oh, I do. And then lastly, Bobrovsky. I, I would go every chance I could to go watch Bobrovsky play. I think just athletically, he is a tremendous talent. And then you know, with Florida last year, they went to the Cup final at thirty four years terrific. old. He was terrific. He was he was lights out. There you go. There's Brent Cron's top ten goalie list. You uh, you made a face when I said Swayman. You know what? I love him. I think he's great. I think he's tremendous but they're doing it a platoon system over there and you need a little more and, I, body I, and I need I need him to play more because I think he could okay. be up with Ottinger and Shesterkin and Sorokin well, even Sorokin's almost 30 like he's older too right yeah but also last year's Vesna winner wasn't on your list Linus Olmark yeah but that's the platoon too though yeah. man like you know I you want to give it to those guys because the team's great and they're everything's going well for them but Linus Olmark was he played in Buffalo and he was he was a a mid. Yeah. Until Hellebuck had like a bad last month of the season. Yeah. I thought he had a real chance just because of the platoon in Boston, but alas, the way yeah. she goes. I know. I, I had like eight of them at yep. the very top, and then after that I had trouble. Okay. Uh we will uh tweet out uh Brent Cron's top ten goalie list. I'm there get you go. Shredded for it you too. are, yeah. but we're gonna yeah. but again, this is your list and we wanted it, and there you go. Uh Brent Cron is our flames analyst. Brought to you by, by our good friends at All Kind Door Services Limited. Straight ahead, you're going to join us. Mark Spector yes. covers the Oilers for Sportsnet and will play Impossible Flames trivia. It's all next. Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Before we say goodbye, we'll play Impossible Flames trivia, your chance to win a $50 gift card from our good friends at VK Bruco and some swag. It's simple. We give you three current or former members of the Calgary Flames, and you got to find the connection. It's actually really hard. Uh, <laughs> but still joining us in studio, um, Big Show Flames analyst, Calgary sporting legend, Brent Cron, uh, courtesy of our good friends at All Kind Door Services Limited. But right now, he is an Oilers writer for Sportsnet, uh, Mr. Mark Spector. Speck, how are you? Thanks for this. Oh, doing pretty well. Boys, what's going on down in the 
city of Calgary. Um, how fun, just from a personal media perspective, has this season been just for writing content spec? It must be just shooting fish in a barrel so far this year. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think fun's quite the right word. Interesting? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, it's great. Tons of readership. Like, you know, my numbers, sort of the the people that are clicking on your stuff in Sportsnet, the numbers have been huge because there have been a tire fire up here for a month. So, yeah, that's, you know, it's you guys are in radio. Does the fo- does the board light up more after a win or after a loss? We both don't have right. an answer to that question. Um, so that's been my my world, and you, I, no one likes to fire a coach uh, as a writer. It's not something that you take joy in, but uh, the time was right here, and that's what happened. Um, wanted to ask you, Connor McDavid said he had no really knowledge of Chris Knobloch being hired. I, I'm just I'm just spitballing here, Spec. Wouldn't the franchise's you know best player, the guy who is the face of the franchise, the best player in the NHL, wouldn't you maybe float the idea of potentially bringing in your junior coach before actually hiring him? I'm just I'm just asking a question. Um, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Like, here's what you do. You know, sh- I guess I'd say to you probably. Uh, I don't think what, he did not say. Uh, maybe I'm wrong on this. I don't think he said. I had no knowledge Knobloch was coming in. I think he said I had no knowledge Woody was going out. That's my recollection of this thing. Mm. Like, sure, I think, and, and call me wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I was, I've, there's been a lot of stuff going on up here. But, I mean, I guess the point is this, guys, and it's the same in 32 cities. The general manager talks to his leadership group. He needs to know the temperature of the room. How's it going? what's happening, he can get a read on if the coach is working or if the coach isn't working. What, what a good general manager never does, never does, is put his player in the position of, hey, you think I should fire the coach? Right? Yeah. Don't make mm-hmm. a player make that decision. It's bad, bad business. I don't think Craig Conroy would ever do that, and I don't think Ken Holland or Jeff Jackson would ever do that. They've got to know what's going on in there. That's what they're paid for. Do they ask their players, gee, I'm, should, you think we should get a new coach? Almost z- only a dumb GM would ask that question and put his player in that position. So I don't think that happened here. I don't think someone said to Connor, hey, should we fire the coach? And he said, oh, yeah, that's that's fan fantasy stuff. It doesn't happen like that in the real world. I'm wondering what you saw in the first game as far as differences and how much change can happen with a coaching swap given what this roster has. Um, they're, they're just, just it's fundamental flaws after you get past the top players. Yeah, you can, certainly in the National Hockey League, a new coach midseason doesn't walk in and put a new system in, right? Doesn't happen. So, yeah, if this coach doesn't get goaltending, he'll have the same problem the old coach had. No question. Um, if this, you know, if this coach can't get the, I mean, I think a new coach can do some things to get the goals against down, right? I think that's probably fair. A, a new coach with a couple of new tweaks can hopefully mm-hmm. get the goals against down. That's the issue here in Edmonton. It's always going to be the issue. Scoring shouldn't be a big challenge here. You should be able to get to three most nights. Uh, it's keeping the other team below three. That's always been the challenge here and always will. So. You know, there's certain things the coach can control and change about that, yes. But if 
Darnell Nurse gives five pucks away in terrible spots in a game, it doesn't matter what your strategy is, right? If if Stu yeah. Skinner lets in lets in, you know, has an eight sixty save percentage, it doesn't matter what your strategy is. Uh, Mark, it's Brent Cron here. Uh, I got a question hey, for Brent you. Cron, how are you? Not too bad. Not too bad at all. I got a hard hitting question for you about the goaltending. Uh, Let's hear it, man. I uh, I watched Stuart Skinner play Saturday against uh, Seattle. I thought he made a tremendous first period save early on that uh, prevented them from getting down early. I've met the young man here uh, in the summer in Red Deer. I thought he's uh, just a phenomenal human being and really, really solid between the years. Uh, what's his temperature yeah. like, too, going to the second year in the league now? He had a great season last year, and everybody's been kind of on him. And at the start of the season, you know, with Campbell, you know, they kind of declared he was going to be the number one guy. I think Skinner's the guy. I really do. Uh, what's his temperature? What's he like right now? How is he feeling? I think, you know, the, having dealt with a lot of goalies, and goalies are voodoo, and I'm talking about you too. Uh, <laughs> 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 You're not wrong. You know, it's hard to know, but I, here's what I know about Stu Skinner. Very level-headed guy. Yeah. Uh, really, he's got the right approach for goalies. He's low-key. He doesn't let the first goal cost the next two because he's dwelling on it and all of these things I'm saying are things that Jack Campbell doesn't have and that's why he's in the minors with an eight something save percentage I'm not here to tell you Stu Skinner is going to be you know Jacques Plante Uh, I think I know he's an NHL goalie he's only a second year kid I think it should be said he was a Calder Trophy candidate last year so I agree there's something there not every guy pulls that off in his rookie season. He had a little bit of a shakier start behind a very shaky team. And now the team's playing better in front of him. And guess what? The goalie's playing better behind him. So I think there's a goalie here. I don't think he's a 65 start guy. He needs a partner. And he doesn't have one right now, really. Uh, so that's an issue for the Oilers. But I think they've got a goalie in Stu Skinner. And asking me what he's going to be five years from now, like I say, Goalies are voodoo. I'm not going to tell you what you're five years from now. Smart man. Smart man. I wanted to ask you one more about Knobloch. Uh, what have you learned about him? What did you know about him before? And why did you make him cry? It seemed unnecessary. <laughs> Usually I make him cry on the way out, not the way in. <laughs> <laughs> what a fun change of pace. <laughs> uh, he's... You know what? He seems like all these, uh, you know, younger coaches, really prepared, and he knows what he wants to do, and he's got a huge firm grasp of the game. He's going to work 20 hours a day like all the new coaches do now, uh, and, and that's all I know. I've watched him run two practices. I am the wasn't in Hartford watching him. I'm not here to tell you I know this guy inside out. He's understated. He doesn't have a loud voice. I'm going to ask you, and, and I hope that he has a presence in the dressing room with his team. Uh, he doesn't overtly have one on the podium with us media guys, but that doesn't mean anything. Uh, you know, how's he going to do in-game? Changing, changing lines, matching lines. You know, how's he going to do up against Cassidy? How's he going to do up against guys like uh, Rick Tockett or a veteran like LaViolette? That remains to be seen. He's still a young coach, right? Um. Speck, the numbers show that uh, if you just go look back at any you know time in the NHL standings, and albeit uh, people will always give the St. Louis Blues example of 2019 and being dead last and winning yeah. the Stanley Cup, 
Like it, this outlier, is a but yeah, of out. course it's an outlier. It's a steep hill to climb for the Oilers now just to make the playoffs. What's the belief like with the fan base right now? Uh, I think it's still pretty strong. I really do. Um, you know, if they go on a six-game losing streak, call me again. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I guess I'd say this, and, and it's a rare moment when this sports writer is going to dwell on the positive, but if you went – and I, I'm absolutely in on the American Thanksgiving numbers and all those stats. They're good stats, right? Mm-hmm. But I'd also say to you that – not many of the teams that, that were, let's say the Oilers are four points out at, like I think they're six out or something right now, or seven maybe. Let's say by American Thanksgiving they can rein that into five. I think if you look at all those teams that were five points out over all those years that were doing this stat, probably the Oilers roster and it's the, the pedigree of player here is better than most of those teams, most of them. Not everyone, but most of them, right? This team has played five playoff rounds the last two years. Right. Like it, it's, I, I'm, I'm not here to tell you they're winning a Stanley Cup, but I am here to tell you there isn't a single person in the world of hockey that thought this wasn't a playoff team, right? They're right. a playoff team. So they may blow it, and they may not be this year. They may screw it up. But if, if there's a team that can be the outlier on the American Thanksgiving statistic. I probably were looking at that team up here in Edmonton. Is that fair? Is that too hopeful? Yep. Uh, no, it, obviously when you have players like McDavid and Dreisaitl, and I quickly wanted to ask you about Leon Dreisaitl, how much of this season now will dictate the future of Leon Dreisaitl in Edmonton? Yeah, lots. I think lots for sure. You know, uh, he's, he's going into his last year of his contract next year. I don't know what his situation is, if he wants to stay. I'm not in his head. Uh, I think one thing that needs to be said, though, too, is a huge chunk of why this season hasn't gone the way the Oilers want it to go is because Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid haven't been any good for the most of it, right? This isn't a, oh, it's everyone else's fault situation here, right? Those guys went seven games without a goal between them or something like that. They've not been productive. So, you know, Leon Dreisaitl, the the Leon Dreisaitl I know, and I'm not saying I know him like a buddy, but I know him a little bit. He has the ability to look in the mirror and say, hey, this isn't everyone else's fault that this season's gone bad. And same with Connor McDavid said, we got to play better, and I'm at the top of that list. He said it yesterday or the day before. So, Mm -hmm. sure, they want to win. And they've screwed some stuff up. They don't have the goalie, blah, blah. You know all the issues in Edmonton. Right. But in the last 13 games, two of the biggest issues in Edmonton were 97 and 29. And I think both those guys are well aware of that. Uh, Mark Spector does a terrific job of covering the Oilers uh, for Sportsnet. Spec, always a pleasure. Thanks for this, pal. All right, boys, anytime. There he is on the Atlas Beats and Sports Bar guest hotline. Quiet year for Dreisaitl, 19 points in 14 games. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, and he uses that giant paddle of a stick. Oh, man. Only three power play goals. And he's got an edge to him, a little bit of a Slacking. bite, too, hey? Yeah. How that... about that cross-check? <laughs> hey, a little oh, fine. But a little lighter than the jack. But what was that? Just to the knees. A cross-check right to the, the back bat, of but, your But if you actually look at the clip before, he kind of was, like, there was a... Kind of was clipped a little bit before then, and he was a little angry about oh, it. Oh, for sure. I yeah. love it. I, I think it's But crazy. I like that stuff. I love it. That's why I, that's why I like Darlene, because he's a rat. When you watch yeah. Darlene oh, play, he does oh, stuff behind the place. He's such a rat. I would love I would love it. I'd sit on the bench, 
backing up, and I and I just see all the little you know the the, the, the stuff stick work, going, yeah. st- stuff going on between the benches too, and I'll never forget. I think it was Chris Beach. Um, he comes in for a change, and, and the benches are obviously side by side. And as the, the guy over on the other team, I'm not sure who it was, was going in, he turned his stick upside down and speared him in the back of the calf. Like, came tomahawked him right in the oh. back, and the guy fell into the boards here and go, oh! <laughs> <laughs> and, and there was only one referee at the he skated right yep. by it. No, nobody saw a thing. You know, Beecher sits back down, kind of <laughs> It got and away with one, boys. Losing his marbles on the other side. Next shift is going to be nuts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's one thing left to do uh, this morning. Obviously, Brent Cron, our Big Show Flames <laughs> analyst, brought to you by our good friends at All Kind Door Services Limited. But right now, it's time for Impossible Flames Trivia. Hit it, GVP. Get your thinking caps ready, because it's time for George Russick to deliver today's Impossible Flames Trivia question. Oh, boy. Um, Impossible Flames Trivia is brought to you by Veranda, a friendly farm-to-table restaurant featuring craft beer and spirits from in-house Vacay Bruco and Burwood Distillery. 2566 Flanders Avenue Southwest and on Instagram at Veranda YYC. This game's simple. I gave you three <laughs> current or former simple. members of the Calgary Flames, and you got to find the connection. And if you do, you win a $50 gift card to Vacay Bruco and some swag. That easy. This Makes me leave sour because yeah. I have no idea. It, it ruins okay. my day from nine sour. to whatever, okay. whenever I'm done. Okay. Um, Patrick, and you've come in for this contest multiple times now in the last I few weeks. Do it Every on Wednesday. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. Um, Patrick uh, knows the answer, and today isn't that impossible. Patrick, your thoughts? Yeah, it's not that hard. Oh, settle down. You have the answers over there. Yeah. You can't say, oh, it's not that bad, man. <laughs> just, just, don't worry. I Here's mean, the answers. In in the context of yeah. it, it, yeah, it's probably a little. Yeah. It's going to, somebody's going to have to come out of left field. For right. This one, like, you have a calculator and you're doing it. I'm, I just have a pen and paper. That's all I have. And you're beautiful. You're going to have to listen to the hint. <laughs> just pay attention to these hints. There's musical hints. Oh, There's oh, actors. Yes. I'm not, yes. I'm not no. Columbo. The fun part about actors is you don't know if George has chosen their hometown, the year the film came out, yeah. the I'm year a- that they were born, the year that any of their siblings were born. Yep. How much rain was on that day? Yeah. Uh, 960, 960. Uh, name so and location. Yeah. Uh, Edward E. Nigma over there just sitting across the table from easy, me. Easy with that last word. Um, all right, here we go. Three names. Uh, current or former members of the Calgary Flames. You got to find the connection. The first one. Martin Jelena Love that guy. was born on Marty. June 5th, 1970, is a Canadian former professional ice hockey forward who played 1,273 games in the NHL for the Oilers, Nordiques, Canucks, Hurricanes, Panthers, Predators, and of course, your Calgary Flames. A first-round selection of the LA Kings in the 1988 NHL entry draft, Jelena was sent to the Oilers as part of the 1988 Wayne Gretzky trade before even playing a game for the Kings. I know. The Eliminator. As a youth, Jelena played in the 1983 Quebec oh. International Pee Wee Hockey Tournament mm. with the Shawinigan Cats minor ice hockey team. When he was uh, a youth. Nazem Kadri mm. was born on October 6, 1990, is a Canadian former, uh, former, is a Canadian <laughs> professional ice hockey player currently playing for the Calgary Flames of the NHL. He was drafted by the Maple Leafs seventh overall in the 09 entry draft. He won the J. Ross Robertson Cup with the Kitchener and was part of the Rangers team that lost to the Spokane Chiefs in the final of the 08 Memorial Cup. Kadri also represented Canada internationally at the 2010 World Junior Hockey Championships where this team received the silver medal wow. after losing to the final to the United States 
six to five. The Nozinator. And finally, the last name, Kale Hulse. Oh. Kale D. Hulse was, I don't know what the D stands for, uh, was born <laughs> on November 10th, 1973, and is a former Canadian ice hockey player in the National Hockey League. He was a defenseman. Maybe he stood for defenseman. Have you seen his Wikipedia photo? He's a beautiful man. Uh, Hulse was oh, drafted yeah. in the third <laughs> round, 66 overall in the 92 entry draft by the Devils. In 1995, he was on the American Hockey League's Calder Cup championship team, the Albany River Rats. Oh, River uh, Rats. On February 28, oh. 2006, he was traded to the Flames for Cam Severinsen. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. That sounds made up. There you go. The Kalinator. Or the Kale Hulse, Nazem Kadri, Marty Jelena. All have something in common. 960-960, name and location. Mm. We're playing Impossible Flames Trivia, brought to you by our good friends at Veranda and Burwood Distillery. They're all man rockets. Okay, well, that's... I, like I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest with you for one second. Do you really think that would have, that would be my answer? No, I, I don't. Not at <laughs> all. All three are man rockets. I don't know. You know, uh, Maddie. I guess before we uh, get into clue number they one, they were born in the three cities the Flames just played in. Oh, oh whoa. whoa! He's got my mind spinning now. Kale Hulse is from Edmonton, so it's wrong. But that was my that's okay. Where I was all right, to go but I like the guess. I like where you're going with it. GVP first clue, please. Oh, good. Wait for it. Ah. Beam me up, Scotty. I like the... Wait for it. Go where no man has gone before. The original Star Trek theme. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, <laughs> now you Captain mentioned- Kirk's pretty big in that. <laughs> oh, mm, William Shatner. Yeah, he's a good guy. I okay. saw him once here in Calgary. Ah, the Shatnator. Shatner. They were all captains of their Pee Wee hockey oh, team. Oh, that's not a bad guess. Oh. Yeah. Not right. <laughs> Incorrect. Nine sixty. Nine sixty. They were all captains when they got traded to the Flames. Ooh, that's a good guess, but not what I'm looking for. Hint number two, GVP, please. Okay, okay, here we go. Ah. Do you know this song, Brent Cron? No. Maddie. Maddie does. Uh, this is the Arcade Fire Wake Up. Canadian band. Oh, yeah. 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 Arcade with a K? I've seen these guys live before. No, yep. Arcade with S spelled with C. Okay. Arcade Fire. They actually with one uh, album of the year at the Grammys. Oh, of course it did. Yeah, ago. yeah, you're right. Um, I'm more of a suburbs guy, if I'm going to be honest. Um, that's their first album. Star Trek theme, Wake Up by Arcade Fire. 960, 960, name and location. Nazem Kadri, Kale Hulse, Martin Jelena. Arcade Fire. Arcade Fire. Where are they from? Oh, oh wait a minute. Hit number three, GVP. They're from Montreal. Where's Bill Shatner from? Oh. Vulcan. <laughs> Vulcan. <laughs> wait, why did I write William B. Shatner? Oh, Simple Smash. Plan. Another Quebecois band. Perfect. By Simple Plan. Pierre Bouvier. Once again, not even the best simple plan. This is not a, a good, really simple. questionable choice for simple plan. I'm just a kid. But, okay, well, yeah, this oh, is their, so their highest topping 
Ugh. Ugh. I'm just saying. Perfect by Simple Plan. I used to listen to this album and do, uh, <laughs> and do jumps on the driveway on my, bi- on my bike. Just in case anyone wanted to know Did how you have really on the dope back? I was. Like, dude, pegs sing in English? No, no pegs. But no. when he's mad, he will talk your ass off in French. <laughs> oh, Pierre wow. Bouvier. He will just scream at you in French. Really? Oh, my God, yeah. Um, Star Trek theme, Arcade Fire, Simple Plan. Hit number four. Oh, boy. 1988. Oh, we got a winner. What? Uh, John McGillivray. They were all drafted it in Montreal. Yes! Whoa. That's the oh, answer to Impossible Flames trivia today. Wow. This is the first time ever I've been on the show... And we haven't had to just text you. Yeah, we're just having to say, hey, here. Congratulations, John McGillivray from Calgary. You won a $50 gift card to our good friends at VK Bruco and Burwood Distillery. Impossible Flames trivia, as I have to scroll over here, is brought to you by Veranda, a friendly farm to table restaurant featuring craft beer and spirits from Minho's VK Bruco and Burwood Distillery, 2566 Flanders Avenue, Southwest, and on Instagram at Veranda YYC. Yes, John, let's go. Boom. That's the validation yeah. you needed right on. today. That was awesome. You point your finger at me one more time, <laughs> I'm going to bite it off. <laughs> I'm going to break it. I'm going to bite it off <laughs> like You're Savage yeah. Ron Radio. <laughs> yeah. um, the next time you have us in, no, we're ha- you're in, yeah. we're going to play Flames Hot Seat for the first time. Oh, I love it. I ordered hot sauces last night online. Did you? Yeah. Let's, we got wings coming in. We have in. wings coming in. So this is, what, this is how it's going to work on Friday at 8.30. Fresh wings are coming in, and we're going to dabble a little bit of this hot sauce that I purchased on the wing, and then we're going to give flame steaks while ingesting the hot sauce. I like that. And I haven't really thought this thing through because I'm boarding a flight at 1130 right. after eating said hot sauce. Not smart. Well, I'm playing hockey in the afternoon, and I can't imagine my <laughs> grease is going to be uh, any, anywhere Not smart. near. Yeah, anybody. We just want to be screening you. Yeah. Not smart. Um, Chew your food. Are you uh, are you preparing? Are you preparing for the backlash of your top ten goalie oh, list I'm today? Get absolutely smoked. But yep. you're okay with it. Oh, 100%. you're confident. This oh, absolutely. Do you put a lot of thought? I into actually, this? you know what? For some, for for for, a for the change, first time, I went through, looked at games played, looked at playoffs, looked at oh, wow. potential, looked at ages. Mm. Um. Yeah, there's more to that. I, I can say a lot more to that list, but uh, you and I I'll looked keep at? My, my thoughts you and to I myself. Looked at? I what? looked at the standings. Did you? <laughs> and yeah, I went through did. the teams. I went, I like him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like I him. Like, oh, okay. I like him. It's, it's great. Yeah, he's good. Um, what do you got coming up on Mucho Big Show? Oh, we're going to revisit some uh, that Flames <laughs> game last night, play some audio, we'll hear from the head coach. Oh, cool. And uh, <laughs> then we'll uh, replay our conversation with Nick Kiprios. Uh, and Brent Cron is brought to you by All Kind Door Services Limited, your one-stop shop when it comes to fixing doors at your building, your office, or your home. And anything that swings, slides, or... Or rolls call all kind door services for all your door repair needs. And I did my very best to not put Uku Pekalukunen on there. Just, I like that just you nailed that for fun to put I just there. love saying his name. I know. I'll be like, Uka number one, Yeah, number one, Uku Pekalukunen. Real quick, greatest goalie of all time. Oh, Dominic Hasek. Hmm. We, we were almost we were almost vibing. Yeah. You're St. Patrick Warren. Patrick Warren's yeah. not even close. Nah, Mika Kipper's <laughs> I mean, all right. Byron Defoe. Byron yeah. Defoe. Lord Byron was his nickname because <laughs> he was born in England. Awesome. Yeah. The, the yeah. net detective. Yeah. Roman Jim Carrey, the yeah. net detective. Roman Czechmonic for the three years he was a flyer. Rest, Rest in peace. peace. Rest yeah. in R. peace. Yeah, very sad. Yep. Very, very sad. All right. Uh, we'd end the show on that note. Uh, Nailed Brent that Brown. one, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> Great job, Thanks. bud. Yeah, all yeah, right. <laughs> Great job. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk to you Friday for Flames Hot Seat. Uh, yes. Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, wherever get your favorite podcatcher. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. 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 Sit, Ubu. Sit. Good dog.